0: You're listening to the Holy Bible One-Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood. Featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show!
1: Hello everyone, welcome to day 158. We're continuing in the book of 2 Samuel. And David is chilling at home back in Jerusalem while his man Joab is out fighting wars against the Ammonites. And while he's just kicking back, he sees a beautiful woman named Bathsheba. And well, this marks the decline of his reign. But of course, with God, there was always hope. And David stays faithful. But his redemption will come through his second son named Solomon. And we're also continuing in the book of Acts. And you remember, Peter healed a guy. I mean, Jesus healed hundreds of people. Peter heals one guy, and I guess because he's not Jesus, it's causing quite a stir. So much so, Peter and John get arrested, and the religious leaders have to figure out what exactly to do with these men. But more than that, they need to negotiate with what happened with this man who has been healed. I mean, there's no denying there was supernatural force here. A miracle has happened." So does this validate everything that Jesus said and everything Peter and John are saying? But to accept that truth can prove deadly. Tough decisions must be made. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash story master. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry and you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. Second Samuel chapter 11, David and Bathsheba. In the spring, the usual time for kings to go to war, David sent Joab, his officers, and all the Israelite army out to fight the Ammonites. They destroyed the Ammonite army and surrounded Rabbah, the capital city. David stayed in Jerusalem. One evening, he got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of his house. From there, he saw a woman bathing. She was very beautiful, so David sent someone to find out who she was. He was told, that is Bathsheba, daughter of Eliam. She is the wife of Uriah, the Hittite. David sent messengers to go and bring Bathsheba to him. She had just purified herself after her monthly period of bleeding. She went to David, and he had sex with her. Then she went back to her house. Later, Bathsheba realized that she was pregnant. She sent word to David, saying,
0: I am pregnant.
1: David sent a message to Joab. Send Uriah the Hittite to me. So Joab sent Uriah to David. When Uriah came, David asked him how Joab was, how the soldiers were, and how the war was going. Then David said to Uriah, uh, Go home! And relax. So Uriah left the king's palace. The king also sent a gift to Uriah, but Uriah did not go home. He slept outside the door of the king's palace as the rest of the king's servants did. The servants told David, Uriah, you did not go home. Then David said to Uriah, You came from a long journey. Why did you not go home? Ariah said to David, The holy box and the soldiers of Israel and Judah are staying in tents. My lord Joab and my lord's officers are camping out in the field. So it is not right for me to go home to eat and drink and have sex with my wife. As surely as you live, I will not do this. David said to Ariah, Stay here today. Tomorrow I will send you back to the battle. Uriah stayed in Jerusalem until the next morning. Then David called Uriah to come and see him. Uriah ate and drank with David. David got him drunk. But Uriah still did not go home. That evening, Uriah again slept at the palace with the rest of the king's servants. The next morning, David wrote a letter to Joab and told Uriah to take it to him. In the letter, David wrote, Put Uriah on the front lines, where the fighting is the hardest. Then leave him there alone, and let him be killed in battle. Joab watched the city, and saw where the bravest Ammonites were. He chose Uriah to go to that place. The men of the city came out to fight against Joab. Some of David's men were killed. Uriah the Hittite was one of them. Then Joab sent a report to David about the battle. He told the messenger, Tell the king everything that happened. But the king might get upset and ask, why did Joab's army go up that close to the city to fight? Surely he knows that there are men on the city walls who can shoot arrows down at his men. Surely he remembers that at Thebes, a woman killed Abimelech, son of Jerubbaal, when she threw a piece of grinding stone down from the wall. So, why did he go that close to the wall? If King David says something like that, tell him, Your officer, Uriah the Hittite, also died. The messenger went in and told David everything Joab told him to say. The messenger told David, The men of Ammon attacked us in the field. We fought them and chased them back to the city gate. Then the men on the city wall shot arrows at your officers. Some of your officers were killed, including Uriah the Hittite. David said to the messenger, Give this message to Joab. Don't be too upset about this. A sword can kill one person as well as the next. Make a stronger attack against Rabbah and you will win. Encouraged Joab with these words. Bathsheba heard that her husband Uriah had died. So she mourned for him. After her time of sadness, David sent servants to bring her to his house. She became David's wife and gave birth to his son. But the Lord did not like what David had done. Second Samuel Chapter 12 The Lord sent Nathan to David. Nathan went to him and said, There were two men in a city. One man was rich, but the other man was poor. The rich man had lots of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little female lamb that he had bought. He fed the lamb and the lamb grew up with this poor man and his children. She ate from the poor man's food and drank from his cup. The lamb slept on his chest. The lamb was like a daughter to the poor man. Then a traveler stopped to visit the rich man. The rich man wanted to give food to the traveler but he did not want to take any of his own sheep or cattle to feed the traveler. So uh, the rich man took the lamb from the poor man and cooked it for his visitor. David became very angry with the rich man. He said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, the man who did this should die. He must pay four times the price of the lamb because he did this terrible thing, and because he had no mercy. Then Nathan said to David, You are that rich man. Uh, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says.
0: I chose you to be the king of Israel. I saved you from Saul. I let you take his family and his wives, and I made you king of Israel and Judah. And if that had not been enough, I would have given you more and more. So why did you ignore my command? Why did you do what I say is evil? You let the Ammonites kill Uriah the Hittite, and you took his wife. It is as if you yourself killed Uriah in war. So your family will never have peace. When you, when you took Brian's wife, wife, you showed that you did, did not, not respect, respect me. This is what the Lord says. I am bringing trouble against you. This trouble will come from your own family. I will take your wives from you and give them to someone who is very close to you. He will have sex with your wives and everyone will know it. You had sex with Bathsheba in secret, but I will punish you so that all the people of Israel can see it.
1: Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan said to David, The Lord will forgive you even for this sin. You will not die, but what you did shows that you turn your back on the Lord so your new baby son will die then Nathan went home and the Lord caused the baby boy who was born to David and Uriah's wife to become very sick David prayed to God for the baby David refused to eat or drink he went into his house and stayed there and lay on the ground all night. The leaders of David's family came and tried to pull David up from the ground, but he refused to get up. He refused to eat with these leaders. On the seventh day, the baby died. David's servants were afraid to tell him that the baby was dead. They said, Look, we tried to talk to David while the baby was alive, But he refused to listen to us. If we tell David that the baby is dead, he might do something bad to himself. David saw his servants whispering and knew that the baby was dead. So David asked his servants, Is the baby dead? The servants answered, Yes, he he is dead. Then David got up from the floor. He washed himself, changed his clothes, and got dressed. Then he went into the Lord's house to worship. After that, he went home and asked for something to eat. The servants gave him some food, and he ate. David's servants asked him, We don't understand what you were doing. When the baby was alive, you cried and refused to eat. But now that the baby is dead, You get up and start eating? David said While the baby was still alive I cried and refused to eat Because I thought Who knows Maybe the Lord will feel sorry for me And let the baby live But now The baby is dead I can't bring him back to life So why should I refuse to eat? No, someday, I will go to him, but he cannot come back to me. Then David comforted Bathsheba, his wife. He had sex with her, and she became pregnant again. She had another son, and she named the boy Solomon. The Lord loved Solomon and sent word for Nathan the prophet to give Solomon the name Jedediah. So Nathan did this for the Lord. Rabbah was the capital city of the Ammonites. Joab fought against Rabbah and captured it. Joab sent messengers to David and said, I have fought against Rabbah and I have captured its water supply. And now bring the rest of the army together and attack Rabbah capture this city before I do, or else it will be called by my name. So David gathered all the soldiers and went to Rabbah. He fought against Rabbah and captured the city. David took the crown off their king's head. The crown weighed about 35 kilograms. It was made of gold and had precious stones on it. His men put the crown on David's head. David also took many other valuable things out of the city. David also brought out the people of the city of Rabbah and made them work with saws, iron picks, and axes. He also put them to work making bricks. This is what he did with the people in all the Ammonite towns. Then David and the army went back to Jerusalem. Acts chapter 4, verses 1 to 22. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, some Jewish leaders suddenly showed up. There were some priests, the captain of the temple police, and some Sadducees. They were upset because of what Peter and John were teaching the people. By telling people about Jesus, the apostles were teaching that people will rise from death. They arrested Peter and John and put them in jail. It was already late afternoon, so they kept them in jail until the next day. But many of the people who heard the apostles believed what they said. There were now about 5,000 men in the group of believers. The next day, the rulers, older leaders and teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander were there. Everyone from the high priest's family was there. They made Peter and John stand in front of everyone there. They kept asking them, How did you make this man well? What power did you use? By whose authority did you do this? Then Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit and said to them, Rulers of the people and you older leaders, Are you questioning us today about what we did to help this man? Are you asking us what made him well? We want all of you and all the people of Israel to know that this man was made well by the power of Jesus Christ from Nazareth. You nailed Jesus to a cross, but God raised him from death. This man was lame, but he is now well. He is able to stand here before you because of the power of Jesus. Jesus is the stone that you builders thought was useless. But this stone has become the cornerstone. Jesus is the only one who can save people. His name is the only power in the world that has been given to save anyone. We must be saved through him! The leaders understood that Peter and John had no special training or education, but they also saw that they were not afraid to speak. So the leaders were amazed. They also realized that Peter and John had been with Jesus. And they saw the man who had been healed standing there with the apostles. So there was nothing they could say in reply. The leaders told them to leave the council meeting. Then the leaders talked to each other about what they should do. They said, What shall we do with these men? Everyone in Jerusalem knows about the miracle they did as a sign from God. It's too obvious, we can't say it didn't happen, but we must make them afraid to talk to anyone again using that name, then this problem will not spread among the people. So they called Peter and John in again. They told the apostles not to say anything or to teach anything in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, What do you think is right? What would God want? Should we obey you or God? We cannot be quiet. We must tell people about what we have seen and heard. The leaders could not find a way to punish the apostles because all the people were praising God for what had been done. This miracle was a sign from God. The man who was healed was more than 40 years old. So they warned the apostles again and let them go free. Psalm chapter 71 verses 1 through 8. Lord. I depend on you for protection. Don't let me be disappointed. You always do what is right. So come and save me. Listen to me and save me. Be my rock, my place of safety. Be my fortress and protect me. You are my rock and my protection. My God, save me from wicked people. Save me from cruel, evil, people. Lord God, you are my hope. I have trusted in you since I was a young boy. I depended on you even before I was born. I relied on you even in my mother's womb. I have always prayed to you. Many people see my life as a warning of danger, but you have been my strong shelter. I never stop praising you. All day long, I tell people how wonderful you are. Thank you everyone, that was day 158. Join us for day 159. We'll hear more about two of David's sons. They both had different mothers. So you have one son named Absalom, and the other one named Amnon. So they're really half-brothers. But what happens when Amnon falls in love with Absalom's sister? Which makes it Amnon's half-sister as well. In fact, he wants her so much, he will not take no for an answer. And in the book of Acts, Peter and John return to the believers. What do they tell them? How do they move the ministry forward now that they've been warned by the Jewish leaders not to preach about Jesus? We all remember what they did to Jesus. We'll also meet Ananias and Sapphira, who get in trouble for hiding some money from the church. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year.
0: Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.